the Lord loves the childlike. And so there's something about in a real move of God when God captures the heart and mind of the next generation that it is radically usable. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. Once again, Bill Elliff and Kyle Reno here. And Kyle, we've been talking these last few weeks about about campus revival and the movement of God among the next generation and our responsibility uh, to do that. It's been a rich time. And uh, we want to encourage people to keep listening, even keep listening all the way to the end of these podcasts. You know, sometimes we are sharing in a podcast, uh, we're teaching some and discussing that, but we also have testimonies from around the country. We don't always have that, but when we have these hot reports of what God's doing, uh, stay all the way to the end to hear that. So we're glad you're joining us uh, today. And I want to begin, Kyle, uh, just as we kind of have a discussion together, uh, just reading a passage of Scripture that people may not always um, connect with revival and spiritual awakenings, but it's Malachi hmm. 4. It's the, la the last thing that the, God said to his prophet, and then there were 400 yeah. years of silence before Christ came. And he said, Behold, I'm coming. And I'm going to send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he's going to do something. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children yeah. and the hearts of the children to the fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. Mm. Now, that, that, that passage refers to all kinds of different things that we could talk about. But I want to I want to use it this way, and Kyle, I want us to discuss this a bit. We, we know that, and we've talked about the last few weeks. It's our responsibility that we want to see revival in the next generation to tell it to the generation, right? All through mm -hmm. the Old Testament, tell it to the you know we will tell the next generation the great things God has done. Mm -hmm. Joshua set up twelve stones in the middle of the on the other mm -hmm. side of the Jordan to remind the generation of what God has done. So we see that responsibility to speak to the next generation. But what about in times of movement of God about mm -hmm. our responsibility to listen to the next generation right, and let them lead but, us? You know? even too, I love about that text. You, even as you're saying, it, I'm thinking the Lord doesn't say, to turn their faces toward one another. He doesn't say, you know, to necessarily turn their, their ears to one another, which there's obviously a listening. He says, turn their heart. Right. And, and, the, and the interesting thought is, I, I think in that, is that there's become supernaturally by God's spirit. And, and I think this is an indicator of revival is that now here's the heart of a father or mother and toward their child. And I think that toward them is in belief. Like I'm believing in what God's doing in you. I'm believing what's ahead of you. And simultaneously is that child turning back toward the, the, the parents and the, the next generation and belief that we're, we're in this relationship together with, with God. You know, I heard, I heard a guy say one time and it just, I'd never had this thought. He said, you know, your children are not children. They're little adults. 
and yeah. and and he said, and it gonna, it's going to happen real quick. Right. Now I I have a perspective that I get that real clear. Right. They're going to become adults real quick. And so mm -hmm. it's not, well, let's just, you know, go to another room. I'm watching TV. Right. You know, it's no, I have a formative adult in mm -hmm. my house. Mm -hmm. I've got maybe 17, 18 years mm -hmm. to help form and train and invest in that. And mm -hmm. it's something about not only telling them stuff, it's about listening to them mm -hmm. and hearing what mm -hmm. God is doing in their heart and in their mm -hmm. life and, and the feeling they get that my dad believes in me. My dad mm -hmm. thinks I have something to say. Yeah, and, and I think in times of revival, I, you know, I keep referencing this as a warning because it's just etched in my soul. In the, in the Jesus movement, so much of the next generation did not listen to what God was doing in the next generation among right. the among the students and the hippies and just all that was happening. And, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't, they just didn't listen. They just didn't yeah. pay attention. Their heart right. was not turned to say, Hey, you know, 17 year old that's standing on top of a car, telling people about Jesus in the middle of a park, right. you know, right. what, what, what's God saying mm -hmm. uh, through you to my generation? Because mm -hmm. right. my generation has drifted. My generation is right. cold and sterile and needs revival. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating that God loves to do this. I mean, he took a 26-year-old college student, Evan Roberts, in, uh, mm -hmm. in the Welsh Revival in 1904, and he was the catalytic voice right. that spoke to the next generation, 26 years old. I mean, in that day, was mm -hmm. really considered a college student. Mm -hmm. So, Kyle, help, help us think about this. Why would God seems to always love to use the next generation to spark movements of a revival? Why is that? Right. Well, I think honestly, once uh, a college age student, let's say, catches fire from for the Lord, you know what I think. Uh, older generation thinks is well, they just lack wisdom. You know, they they don't they don't well they don't know what they don't know yet. Well, of course they don't. You know, they haven't lived long enough to see. Yeah, but Jesus said, "Blessed are the pure in heart." for they shall see God. The Lord loves the childlike. And so there's something about in a real move of God, when God captures the heart and mind of the next generation, that it is radically usable, radically usable. It's pliable. You know, it's And honestly, they don't have enough hindrances yet, you know, especially if they, if they, if, if the fire of God has burned away things in their life, they don't have enough hindrances yet to keep mm -hmm. them from being yeah. greatly usable. Yeah. You think about you, you get in the stage past that. I love college because, you know, you mm -hmm. could just do anything and not have to be responsible for it, <laughs> but you are, but you are also, you could fly stuff, you know, you could try and you're, yeah. and you're forming your theology and what you believe yeah. and what you're going to do. Sure. But uh, you get past that. And your your heart can get hardened by yeah. comfort, yeah. career, busyness, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And you just don't you, you don't have ears to hear, you know, yeah. like a college student who's seeking truth. Now, they may be yeah. seeking it in all the wrong places, but they're, right. they're wanting to know stuff, you know. Yeah. And there's humility and like, on both sides, Bill. I mean, I, I'm just yeah. listening. Like, there has to be 
in this this generation from generation the humility of knowing like hey even though i've lived longer than you doesn't mean that i know jesus more deeply you know or yeah. that i or that that i'm hearing god better than you are you know or yeah. i know better so there's humility on that but there's also from the next generation side of as they catch fire from the lord that they look for wise counsel you know that they're yeah. looking for someone that whose heart is still on fire from God for God the longer they've walked with right. him, you know, right. and that that there's this mutual respect and that it's saying, I really believe in that. I love that text of scripture, specifically around fathers and sons relationship, that that that's revival, that God right. has turned the hearts of generations to each other, to yeah. each other. And that they, they, they love each other. They believe in each other. They understand the responsibility each have inside of that. Well, and you know, another reason I think God speaks to that generation most loudly is he's got a mission yeah. and he's got mercy, but he's got a mission right. he's got to accomplish. Right. And if that generation right. doesn't get it, then yeah. we're sunk for the next 40 years, right? right. And, right. and we see that in this cycle that goes on in nations. We see it in the cycle in American Christianity and, and the five awakenings that have come every 40 to 50 years to kind of mm. redeem a group one time uh well when we were starting one cry we got 50 men uh spiritual leaders and women in a uh room i think it was in atlanta airport and we were going to have a day of discussing and praying and these were names i could call their names and you would recognize almost all of them and uh, and so Byron Paulus asked them, where did you begin to have a hunger for revival? Almost every one of them said the Jesus movement. <laughs> it was in 69. It was in 70. It was in 71. And God captured me on my campus or when I was in high, the late years of high school. Well, here we're sitting in a room and the, these are some of the men who have shaped American Christianity. So mm -hmm. who's going to shape it 40 years from now? Right. You know, right. and God knows that, of course. And mm -hmm. so I think when we start seeing the movement like we're seeing now of these, the outbreak of revival on campus, well, we yeah. better pay attention right. uh, and, and don't disregard it, but listen and listen right. to what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying behind what they're saying, you know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I was I, so I'm with you. Yeah. I was so impressed at Asbury again during during the revival in February 2023 that uh the leadership realized this is a movement among the students. So the students led worship, the students spoke, the students testified and the and the the adults and the teachers they just came alongside and helped with guidance to that. Mm -hmm. And we even came to the final night, which was this broadcast of the Collegiate Day of Prayer, which they didn't realize was going to go to every continent and uh, to tens of millions of people. And, and it, was, it had been designed so that well-known Christian leaders were coming to come in and kind of lead that Collegiate Day of Prayer. And the wise leadership, some of our One Cry leadership was helping with that broadcast. And the leadership of the seminary said, no, no, that God has blessed this because 
It's been a student-led movement. It's been led in humility. And we're going to let the students lead on this night. We're, we're going to give them some help, but we're going to let them lead. Boy, God, mm. why is it that God just uniquely blesses a church, a pastor, a spiritual leader who's willing to listen and live for the next generation. Why is that, Kyle? Well, I think it models something that's just true in the kingdom and that God can pour out his presence from generation to generation when he finds on both ends of the spectrum, hungry for God and humble enough to entrust. You know, and so there's this beautiful, there's always in God's <laughs> mindset narrative, God, for, for every Moses, there's a Joshua. You know, and for every David, there's a Solomon, you know, and that, that there's always this downline of the faith in which which I think God wants them to walk together, you know, right. and for them. But there has to be a willingness to let to let them lead. You know, yeah. there has to be an honor, but also a willingness to let them lead and, and to take chances. I mean, I, I think with religion is always scared of risk. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always scared to try. Jesus sent out knuckleheads. You know, like yeah. he said, he said, he sent out people that had no formal education that had flunked out of rabbinic schools, you know, and that he said, now go take this good news, you know, in the mm -hmm. authority of my name. And I, so I think good. the willingness, uh, the willingness of, of each generation to say, cause my heart's with you. I mean, yeah. I, I'll do that if my heart's with you, if my heart is for you, I will yeah. entrust this to you. I, I recently heard a young guy on a panel about this, kind of about the next generation and how do we reach him. And he's in his uh, probably mid, early 30s and uh, mid 30s. And he, this, this guy is a force. I mean, the Lord's really using him. He's raising a great family. I mean, just a great guy. And, and he, with tears in his eyes, he looked at a room full of pastors and he said, guys, you don't have to dress like the next generation. You don't have to be cool. You don't have to do all that stuff. He said, look, I, I was under one pastor since I was 10 years old and, and he's still influencing my life. And he said, that pastor walked with God. And then I knew that one of his great passions was to help me walk with God. And he believed in me and he gave me opportunities and he gave me chances along the way. And I'm walking with God because of the long-term faithfulness of an older pastor. Yeah. I mean, every pastor in that room is weeping and hmm. saying, you know, Hey, I can't do this or that. I can't be as cool as, you know, I don't know all their language, whatever, but I can walk with God and I can be mm -hmm. interested. I can turn my heart yeah. to the next generation and invest in them. Mm -hmm. So Kyle, let's pray for that. And, and there's mm -hmm. something there. I, I just even think people who are listening right now, and maybe there's some particular people that God is saying, hey, here's a guy, he's 15, he's 18, he's 22. Turn, and I know it'd be comfortable just sit where you are and do your thing, but turn your heart, turn your heart to him. Invest in him. Model mm -hmm. godliness, but turn your heart to him and help him 
become a man of God who knows how to walk with God over the long haul too. So, Father, we pray you do that. We, we just pray that you would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children then to the Lord. And uh, I pray that you'd put specific people in our way. And I pray, Father, you'd give us the humility to listen to the next generation. Lord, the greatest leaders, the most brilliant minds that we're going to look at 30 years from now and say, man, they're incredible. They're right in front of us. And I, I pray that we would see them as a, a great force for the kingdom in the making. And we would listen and look them in the eye and, and that they would know that we believe in God and we believe in God in them and what can, God can do through him, through them. And Kyle, just close this time in prayer. Yeah, yeah Lord, I, I agree with all that, and I do. I, I pray even now that you would awaken the hearts of pastors and people, churches, leaders. Lord, our part, God, to look into the eyes of that 18-year-old uh, and to believe in who you've made them to be and how you want to use them, Lord God. And I pray you turn their hearts back toward us. And that that'd be a key sign of revival, uh, Lord God, that from generation to generation that we can walk with you and fulfill your purposes on this planet, God, to see lives truly change, Lord. So let that be an end. Lord, I pray the move of God that I believe has already begun. Lord, mm -hmm. I pray that one of the indicators of that would be this very thing from generation to generation, from heart to heart. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.